This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, think back to the last time that you were a patient at an urgent care center or a hospital. Did they put a little clip on your finger? If so, it was probably a pulse oximeter. That device measures how much oxygen is in your blood. And in recent years, it's been an important tool for doctors treating COVID-19. But a recent study found the pulse oximeter gives inaccurate readings for people of color. Researchers found that may have led to delays in COVID treatment. Amanda Bradkey is an internal medicine doctor at Rush University Medical Center, and she's a co-author of the study. Welcome to Reset, Doctor. Thank you, Sasha, for inviting me. Why did you conduct the study? And tell us what you found. Yeah, so my involvement in the study came about through my interest in work and how race is dealt with, or in this case, not dealt with in medicine. There has been evidence for some time that pulse oximeters, so the device that you mentioned that measures the oxygen level in a person's blood by shining light through the skin, are less accurate in people with darker skin tones. So we wanted to investigate this inaccuracy in persons with COVID-19 and see if it changed how people with COVID-19 were cared for. There were really two parts to this study. In the first part, we looked at data from a large group of patients with COVID-19 and found that pulse oximeters overestimated the oxygen level in Black, Hispanic, and Asian patients when compared with white patients. Mm. So this means that the oxygen level reported by the device was higher than the true oxygen level, which is measured by analyzing blood from an artery in a specialized lab. And a couple of follow-ups for you here, Doctor. When you say inaccurate readings, what do you mean exactly? Were, were they higher or lower than they should have been? Yeah, so they were higher than they should have been. So this means that the level that the little clip on the finger was reading was higher than the more true level or the true level, the gold standard on the blood test. Do we know why pulse oximeters don't read as well on on darker skin? So we are assuming that race and ethnicity in the study are a proxy for skin color or tone, but we don't know that for certain because of the variability of skin tones within each racial or ethnic group, but that's the assumption that we and and previous research has made. So what was the impact then? How did the inaccuracies that you found change the way that some of these COVID patients were actually cared for? Yeah, so in the second part of the study, we looked at whether the inaccuracy of pulse oximeters potentially changed how the patients were cared for. And the reason this is important is that blood oxygen levels are used to determine whether a patient has severe COVID that requires treatment. And so it makes them eligible for specific treatments when the blood oxygen level is less than 94%. So treatments such as dethamexazone, which is a steroid, or remdesivir, which is an antiviral medication. Um, and we found that um, this, under, this overestimation of uh, the reading on the pulse oximeter mm-hmm. um, occurred much more frequently in Black and Hispanic patients, and that they were 29% and 23% less likely than white patients to have their severe COVID and a need for medication recognized. And about 450 patients were eligible for treatment, but this was never recognized by the pulse oximeter. And half of those patients were Black. So who exactly were these patients in the study? Were, were, any, were any of them from Chicago hospitals? No, so we were fortunate to have the JH Crown Registry, which is a large registry of five hospitals in the John Hopkins Health System. And the reason we use this is it afforded the opportunity to look at a large group of patients that were all suffering from the same disease. So it decreased the um, you know, other things that could be impacting the results. Do you think that this is um, 
part of why there are higher uh, death rates in the Black and Latino communities since the beginning of, of COVID? So our evidence provide or our study provides new evidence that the inaccuracy of pulse oximeters in patients of color may have led to a delay in those patients receiving important and potentially life-saving treatments for COVID-19. Unfortunately, we were not able to investigate whether the delay in recognizing severe COVID and potentially starting treatment led to worse outcomes, such as longer hospitalizations, more disability, or higher death rate. But we think that this could be one part of that bigger picture. We do know that there are many other reasons we see this unacceptable trend of a disproportionate amount of people of color dying from COVID-19, as the pandemic has laid bare the impacts of structural racism and made already present healthcare inequities worse. Mm-hmm. And and there are other markers of, of COVID-19, right, beyond blood oxygen levels that would indicate that the virus had progressed to the point of necessary treatment, right? Like I'm thinking of like blood pressure, pupils. What else? It's specific to the treatment of COVID-19? Yes, specific to the treatment of COVID. Yeah, so there there are other markers that we use in the hospital to assess the severity um, and of the illness that a patient is experiencing. Um, importantly, though, for, for COVID-19, this blood oxygen level really was used often as a cutoff for therapies such as oxygen therapy or dexamethasone, remdesivir, some of these, these things that we have shown um, improved mortality. I'm curious, before, before you got started on this study, was this information or some of it already known? Like, had, had the medical community already known that pulse oximeters give inaccurate readings for people of color? Yeah. Or was this, this a total is, surprise? No, this this first part of the study where we just looked at um, the overestimation of pulse oximeters in, in persons of color, that reconfirmed data um, that had been previously shown, which is important as replication is important in scientific research, um, and then, you know, broadened that that information um, to patients with COVID-19. Uh, but this has been something that's been known for quite some time in the medical community. Are uh, pulse oximeter readings an exception to medical tools or tests that are skewed by race or, or bias? Or is this something that you see often in medicine? Yeah. So there are many areas in which race is not addressed appropriately in medicine, resulting in biased tools and tests. Um, in the case of pulse oximetry, we think that not paying enough attention to skin tone and development and testing of the device led to the difference in accuracy between races. In other tools or guidelines, race is included where it should not be. So it's often used as a risk factor to explain away why someone is less healthy. Many of these tools or guidelines assume that black people's and other people of color's bodies are inferior to white bodies because of their race. Mm-hmm. So instead of diagnosing them with a disease, medicine would say this is normal because they are black. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with Dr. Amanda Bradkey, who's an internal medicine physician at Rush University Medical Center. And we're talking about how inaccurate measurements by pulse oximeters delayed COVID treatment for people of color. Um, I wonder your thoughts on this, doctor. What What is it that you think needs to happen to address this issue? Do we just simply need more education about this? Because I, I hadn't heard of this until reading your study. I didn't know that this yeah. was an issue. Yeah, so I think probably what we need is a multifaceted re- approach. So in terms of pulse oximetry, 
on very basic level, it's important for patients to recognize that oxygen levels measured by pulse oximetry may be inaccurate, especially among patients of color. And this will help them advocate for themselves, um, as well as, you know, recognize that that one number um, really shouldn't dictate whether or not they're seeking care based on how they feel. Um, and in terms of physicians, also important to recognize, or any healthcare provider, also important to recognize that this is just one number, and if it's not consistent with the clinical picture, that, you know, maybe obtaining that more um, accurate oxygen level using a blood test. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, the medical community really needs to re-engineer the pulse oximeter so they work more equitably for all patients. Um, in terms of some of these other race-based clinical decision tools, um, you know, each really requires a separate response because they're all a bit different. Um, but, you know, coming together as a, as a healthcare community to address each of these individually is going to be incredibly important to um, ensuring health equity for all patients. Now, apart from uh, co-authoring this study, you're also co-director of the Global Health Fellowship at Rush, right? So can you talk to us about the work that you do there? Yeah, so uh, I am co-director of the of the Global Health Fellowship at Rush. Um, that's a bit separate from uh, some of this this work that I do in uh, race-based medicine. I think more um, more uh, applicable to to this work in this paper is the um, is the work that I do chairing the Heart Committee, which stands for Health Equity and Anti-Racism: Transforming Clinical Care. Mm -hmm. And our purpose is to evaluate and change the medical tools that we incorporate. In, in which we incorporate race and to educate others on the importance of doing so. Um, so, so far we've provided education about the issues with pulse oximetry. Mm -hmm. um, we removed race from an equation that estimates how well the kidneys are working and we changed the recommendations for heart failure medication. It was only recommended for black patients to recommending uh, its use in all patients. Um, and thanks to the hard work of uh, Dr. Avi Trivedi and Mark Yoder, two palm critical care doctors here at Rush, we will soon be changing the test that estimates lung function to a calculation that does not include race. Wow. Well, I wonder uh, on the pulse oximeters, what would reconfiguring them more equitably look like? So under the assumption that it's uh, skin tone, um, that's creating this differential across races. Mm -hmm. It would really, it would really need somebody to re-engineer, you know, how we're measuring that um, with shining light. So we believe that the difference in skin tone is causing changes in the, in how the light is absorbed, which is how the pulse oximeter works. So it would really mean re-engineering the device and including persons you know, with multiple different skin tones in the testing of that device. When you got together to, to work on this study, who, who did you have in mind for this? Who's your target and, and what do you want them to take away from it? Yeah. So, Just other I mean, medical professionals or, or patients like, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely everybody. I think this is incredibly important for everyone to recognize um, that that there are many ways in which race is embedded into medical practice. And I think it's important for patients to know that their race is a factor in some of the medical care and diagnosis they're receiving and that they can and should ask questions about this. And I think another thing that's really important is that there are many people involved in healthcare in the Chicagoland area and beyond who are passionate about this topic and are working very hard to create change in this space 
Um, here in Chicago, uh, I founded an, a co-chair of a group called uh, C-Care mm -hmm. um, that also uh, does this work. And there have been many successes in many of Chicago's healthcare institutions in addressing race-based clinical decision tools and making more, uh, medicine more equitable for all, and that we will continue to be fighting this fight. Yeah, and C-Care, that stands for uh, Chicago Coalition for Anti-Racism and Equity in Health, right? Correct. Yep. How would you say patients can better advocate for themselves, right? I'm thinking of the person listening right now and, and stunned by, by what you're sharing. How can they better advocate for themselves or their loved ones, knowing that there are some medical tools and some tests out there that have this kind of racial or ethnic bias? Yeah, that's a great question. I think being as aware as possible, which also puts an onus on the medical community to help patients be aware, but being aware as possible of the different ways in which you know race is used in medicine and just asking questions um, if it's not clear. I think just being aware that this is that this is an issue um, you know is, is very important. Um, and then you know advocating for themselves you know based on based on how they feel every single one of these tests provides one piece of information or one piece of the clinical picture and if it doesn't if the care the person's receiving or the, or the recommendations for treatment doesn't fit how they're feeling mm -hmm. I think really advocating um, to readdress that Amanda Bradkey is an internal medicine doctor at Rush University Medical Center doctor thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.